Hello, ladies and gentlemen, good people of all ages, pretty much anybody who happens to be listening to us. Thank you for tuning in. We're here on our second episode of something that we think is sort of like a podcast, which is exciting, guys. Welcome to Are We Podcasting Yet? Yeah, quick disclaimer, um, probably not for all ages. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But welcome, Kieran Janine. How you doing? Hey, Kieran. Thank you very much. Kieran is uh, he's a watchmaker, watch designer, watch company owner. He does a lot of things with watches. He loves watches. He um, he also does a um, do something with like a, it's like the D- Dart, the Uber of Brunei. He like <laughs> helps start that. Really, uh, I he used to be a triathlete. Like he used to be a, a, a national swimmer for the country of Brunei, and uh, he's an all-around great guy. Hello, thank you very much. How are you, man? How's everything going? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm I'm back in Brunei at the moment. Uh, in the lockdown, I've been here for. Like three months. How long? When, when's the last time you've been in Brunei for like three months straight? Well, I, I actually go back to Brunei. I go back like every month or so, but I go back to Brunei for maybe two or three days, mm-hmm. see the family, and then sort of get out because it's it's quite a small place, and um, you know everybody, everyone's sort of married with kids and whatnot, so it, it's it's a nice place to relax. But um, three and a half months, it's pretty tough, but uh, it's it's nice. I've been able to really slow down a lot. Well, you should be in the yeah. U.S. Everybody's just yeah. running around outside making out with each other. <laughs> yeah. And uh, don't believe the news. Actually, we all have COVID. Every, every single person in America <laughs> sure actually has, we, we, we actually all have it. We know that, Karen, you are uh, from Brunei, but you're based in Singapore. And you said you go back and forth. But like, honestly, man, what's that looking like now? Because travel is locked up right now. Oh, it's messed up. Yeah, and my work, my work requires me to travel all the time. And this is this is the longest I've stayed in one place for like five years. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So to play. Yeah, yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Um, I mean, you get used to it, but I don't know what I'm going to do now. Because even if I can get back to Singapore from Singapore, where am I going to travel to? I mean, from there, you just have to get applications to go from here and there, and then it's going to be really tough. And 14 days quarantine every time mm. you land. Uh, I don't know. But can you do more of your work in Singapore than in Brunei? Uh, well, yeah, definitely. Everything works out of Singapore, so I can't wait to sort of get back. But then also, I don't really want to get back. I'm mm. kind of getting used to this, this isolation life. Really? Yeah. You don't miss people? Uh, no, well, actually, generally, <laughs> I don't like people. Um, I can barely stand Oh, that you. explains a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. I tolerate uh, Justin's. I can become friends with Alan. Um, oh, oh. <laughs> That's, <laughs> Kieran, that's so sweet. Yeah. For those who don't know, Avantist watches. That is Kieran's gem. That, oh, oh, Justin is rocking yeah. one. And of course, Kieran. And uh, mine broke. I don't have mine on right yes. now. Actually, you have mine. Yeah. I have your watch. It's, I, I put yes. it up on my, um, on my, it's like on the display. Yeah, I, I love thought, it. What's the Alan, point how did you it's break that watch again? Smashed, yeah. <laughs> uh, Actually, Justin broke that watch. I have, I have video evidence of the exact <laughs> moments that he knocked it off my wrist in the middle of shooting on a cruise ship back when cruise ships were still fashionable. They're not so fashionable anymore. Uh, and we were shooting, uh, <laughs> what, an, an opening segment for Asia's Got Talent, Justin? Was that what We were I? shooting an opening segment for Asia's Got Talent. We were supposed to sprint off out of frame. And in the process of doing that, you knocked your wrist against mine and the the watch that you had 
um, changed the band on incorrectly fell off because that band broke off Kieran's watch, which he gave you, and then shattered. What? No, no, okay. You got the details uh, incorrect. But yes, I did replace the, the strap on the yeah. watch. And unfortunately, I used the wrong spring bars, Kieran. That's what it was. So basically, this is both of you have no talent. One of you can't run, and the other one can't change straps. Yeah, while that's filming for ages, got talent. All right. But here's the thing they didn't ask us to have talent ahead of hosting Asia's Got Talent. All right, Karen, talk to us about Avantis, man. I actually want to know a little bit about how you got started because it's not easy developing a watch brand. If anything, I feel like that's one of the hardest things to get from the ground up. Yeah, it is actually. And I didn't, I didn't realize it at the beginning. I mean, I got, I got, I got into it because I thought I really want to do one, something like this. So I went over to Switzerland and I thought, okay, it's going to be pretty easy. Well, not easy, but it's going to be pretty straightforward to, to make a watch brand. And the more I got into it, the more I realized that, wow, this is, this is, there's a reason why only a few Swiss people want to do this because it's, it's really, really difficult. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just went over there. I got to know all of the best um, designers, watchmakers. I threw myself into the industry and just, it just spent a couple of years getting to know it, designing my first one, getting a first brand ambassador. And then right now I get to the point where I'm designing my own watches and I've got my own team and whatnot. But do you have a background in design? Uh, well, I've got a background in engineering and I've done yeah. a bit of design. I've done jewelry design. Uh, I used to make jewelry for many years and I was a software engineer. So it's all the, like the prerequisites I had. It's not something which if you didn't, if you don't like design, if you don't like math, it's definitely mm. not something mm. for you. How much of what you do yeah. includes like geometry and like cosines and like angle, like, are you actually using geometry and I don't know, the nuts oh, and yeah, bolts yeah. of your math and your engineering in your design? Yeah. Cause everything is a ratio. So essentially what a watch is, a watch is a really big spring, right? So you've got, you, you coil up a spring and then you just, it just explodes, right? And you've got to build something where all the different gears will let the spring slowly unfold over a course of two or three days. And then it's connected to a bunch of hands that are supposed to spin around at a, spe at a specific time. So everything is about geometry, sizes. And if you get something off by um, like one hundredth of a millimeter, mm. then it mm. doesn't even tell the time anymore. And that's a real pain. Especially when it's got to fit and it's got to look good as well. It's good looking watch. Yeah. Nah, thank you very much. Should have seen the first like couple that we made. Yeah. Like, the prototypes. Oh, they were horrible. <laughs> so that's what you gave <laughs> out. <Alan. laughs> yeah. What is the the design of watch that you're the most proud of? Okay, so the one that you're wearing, I'm quite I'm proud of it. It's got a soft spot because it's the first one I made. And it's the oh. first one that I went through the whole process and that was the one that you're wearing is when it came out, it's like, okay. I'm happy with this one because every like there was like something 12 that I made before that mm. and they were like pretty shit. What's the one you designed where you were like, oh yeah, this yeah, this does it for me. You've seen the what is it, the one that we made for the Sultan of Brunei, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, that one yes, that one is, that one is is very special. The tourbillon that we made, that was that one was is when I look at it, I'm like, okay, wow. That's it's a watch that I wish I could wear on a daily basis. But um Unfortunately, it's the same as like Asia's Got Talent. I, I can only host, I can't do. <laughs> Lies. You made a watch for the Sultan of Brunei. Justin was telling yeah. me earlier, you made a watch for John Mayer. Yeah, we did. Um, that, was, that was a fun watch. It's very similar to the one you got. Um, there was an opportunity to, to meet John Mayer because he's a, he's a big watch guy. And we have yeah, a mutual friend who's uh, yeah, huge into watches. And obviously I'm into watches. I've got a couple, bunch of friends which know him. And we were just chatting away. And he said, yeah, we'd love to meet up. 
can you come to the last, um, the last date on my tour, which was in Manchester in a, in a week's time. We, we did this all over IG. Wow. Right? Really? So he, he, he'll, he'll answer his, own, uh, his, his DMs. If he, if he, he'll he'll read your DMs. Kieran slid into John Mayer's DMs. <laughs> what else of John Mayer's did you slide into? Oh. What happens on tour? Kieran slid right onto John Mayer's wrist. That's what happened. Yeah. Where does the word Avantis come from? I feel like I've asked you before, but talking about like, yeah. how'd you come up with the name? Uh, okay, okay. So we have, you know, when you choose a brand name, you, have, you come up with like thousands of different possible uh, names. You can't use a real word. Obviously, you can't trademark real words. You have to have, have that thing which sounds good, has some kind of um, like meaning behind it. So Avantis is one of them that just sort of stuck in my head from the start. And it's a short form of avant-gardist. Okay. Oh. So you know, avant-garde meaning like pioneering or leader or, you know, breaking, breaking new ground. Yeah. You're, an, you're yeah. quite avant-garde. So if you're, if you're somebody who's avant-garde, you'd be an avant-gardist, right? And then you just bring it down and I've made it so avantis. And that's one of those words which um, you know, sort of rolls off the tongue. Justin, we should yeah. have thought a lot more about the name of our podcast. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of things about this podcast we should have thought about a lot more of. Let's say, hypothetically speaking, that I've been knocking around the idea in my head of starting my own brand, a line of hats. Oh, no. Yeah. How would I go about starting my own brand? What would be the first steps, Karen, that me or somebody else that's not me that's starting their own hat brand would take? I think you should take out all of your savings, every single penny, right? Okay. <laughs> Max out your credit card yeah. and order a bunch of hats from China. Well, that's, that's it. That's it's that easy. Yeah, are you starting a hat brand? I've, I've been working on this for a couple of years, yeah. Have you really? What's the? I had no. no, no you put really. on a hat. <laughs> I've had by working on it. I mean, I had the idea, and then there have been phases of of motivation behind it, which generally would turn into a lot of googling that would occur, and then those phases would kind of come back down, which would turn into a lot of not googling. And so that's been happening off and on for a while. And so right now where I'm at is not having a hat brand. So yeah. mm-hmm. how do I get over this hump? Justin, you're already oh. where tons of people are. You don't have a hat brand. You're already just writing right online with most people in the world. Yeah. Don't, don't feel down. Not having a brand is an essential part of building a brand. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like where your head's at. He's <laughs> a businessman right yeah. here, Justin. Uh, and with your hair, yeah, you're definitely uh, a target client. So you you can definitely eat your own dog food. Um, you definitely want to wear your own hat for sure. I mean, if I had I love wear... hats. I wear hats all the time. <laughs> this is this is why I have this idea. It's very on brand for me to start a hat brand. Well, who are your followers? I've, I've looked at the comments more, of your- uh, they're, they're, they're the people <laughs> listening to you right now. They're mostly Southeast Asians. Make hats for them. Like mm. which part, like I've seen some of the comments on your, your posts oh, and they're God. hilarious. Based on those comments, what kind of hats should I make them? <laughs> Inappropriate Colorful. ones. Colorful and promiscuous. 
Wow. <laughs> how does one make a hat promiscuous? I'm, I'm now I'm incredibly intrigued. Like, how would you make a promiscuous hat? Like a hat that goes on everyone's head? Is that, is that what we're talking about? <laughs> or, or a hat, or a hat that is worn while someone is being promiscuous? For the women's... <laughs> That's two directions, isn't it? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm very confused. Where do you wear the hat? Kieran, while you're on one of your little um, excursions of business brand building, you uh, came down with uh, a bit of a, a bit of a bug. Rona, you want to expand yeah, on that? I got the, I got oh. the Rona. Yeah. I have been waiting to hear this story, Kieran. Please, what happened? Yeah. So I am a I am a COVID survivor. Yeah. So I got it. I, I got it in March. So I went over. To, I was. It was. I was in Singapore, perfectly mm -hmm. fine. And this was like mid. This was on the thirteenth of March. So it was before the the travel advisories were really coming out. It was only essential travel and whatnot. So you could still fly out wherever you wanted to go. I went over to England. I I got it. Um, on my flight, I didn't touch anybody. I did the whole thing with like hand sanitizers. Didn't shake anyone's mm -hmm. hand. Wore a mask. Throughout that time, I don't even remember shaking anyone's hand when I was there. But uh, I arrived on I arrived in March the March thirteenth was a Friday. I did a couple of dinners with with some people, getting no contact. And about four or five days later, after that, somebody I somebody from that group fell sick. From the group you were right? traveling with, or the group so you had the, dinner the with? The group that I met. I was there. Yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah. He, he fell. He fell a bit ill, and I said, "Oh, I was feeling all right." Then two days after that, after I found out that, it hits you like a train. Really? Yeah. It was like in the afternoon, you're feeling, I'm, I'm okay. And then by night, I was a 40 degree fever. Every part of my body was aching. It was, it's really tough. And only that, I mean, it, my case was considered mild by, you know, by the levels that everybody else is getting it. Because it didn't really go down to all throughout my lungs. But I can definitely see, like, you know how if you get it and you are like an older person or you're already compromised, I can, yeah. you can definitely see how it can, not, it can take you out in a couple of days really fast. And have you guys ever climbed a mountain? Yes. Uh, and the, the air gets really thin up top and you start yeah. maybe altitude sickness is a thing. Mm. Well, I, I've never climbed a mountain. I just imagine <laughs> that's how hard it's going to be, right? <laughs> Does it feel similar to the flu at all? Yeah, yeah, no, it, see, it feels like the flu, mm. but the flu has just gone through like two years of steroids and working out five hours a day. And how long I, were you sick for? I was sick for, um, it was pretty bad for about four or five days. And then it just, then that's when the, the fever broke. And mm. it took me about, it took about a week, another week for me to be like, well, I felt fully recovered. I had a bit of a cough and whatnot, but those, those you know, you can't, you can't even lie down. You know, you've gone to the gym the first time in months and mm. whatever muscle you were working out was aching. Imagine that from head to toe. So even lying down on your bed, whatever it was, it was just, it's just painful. You get Jesus. up and you're out of breath. Yeah. I'd say yeah, two weeks until I was absolutely perfect, but it was good. The first like four to five days was, was harsh. After that, it was really bearable. You know, I went, I actually went to the hospital in the UK. I went to A&E. Uh, &E, what did they do? They told me to go home. They said they couldn't take no me No way. Yeah, because you weren't like dying. Well, yeah, but I, I go in, right? And they're like, we're really full. Uh, we can't take you in because we know how bad it's going to get. If you're well enough to come here on your own, you're well enough to go home. Wow. That's what? They said. what? That's yeah, crazy. Not allowed to take you in. Yeah, it's, it's getting bad over here. I, I think Houston ICUs right now are at max capacity, and it's about, they're about to have 
Houston could end up being the next New York City right now. Are, are people staying in? No. Are they, are they, no. No. No, they're not. I don't know how many people are going to have to die or get, get into hospitals before people start taking it more seriously in this country. It's just, you know, it's just, you can't totally blame it on the people. I mean, a lot of it you can't, but I mean, all the information they're getting is all over the place. It's from all, both ends of the spectrum, you know, and people have their certain medias that they watch only, only this. So if they're getting the wrong information from those media outlets, they don't, they really don't know what's going on. Um, our leadership is erratic at best. So oh, you're getting yeah. mixed signals from them. <clears throat> so what, so people don't trust when the government says anything now because they keep getting it wrong or keep going back on what they said and changing their minds. It's very obvious they're mishandling the situation. Um, and then the guy up top, well, he's not even leading by example, is he? he I mean, he, he's pretending like it's not even a thing. So uh, he's, it's, it's no wonder that we're having all these issues. Well, the guy up top's holding rallies in some of the hottest spots in America right now, indoor, yeah. not wearing masks. So, um, so, so like, we're talking about Donald Trump, by the way. Oh, just yeah. in case people were confused. <laughs> yeah. In fact, we shouldn't even call him guy up top anymore because it sounds like a deity, and he is not that in any way, shape, or form. Uh. I also don't blame a lot of people for wanting to get out of this. Like, I myself have felt like, I want this to be over so badly so that we can get stuff going again. It's just like, how much patience can people like have and how much can they practice when they're getting information, like Justin said, that is contradicting itself every, every turn. Yeah. Like they open up and now what Houston said, they're going to slow Or Texas is slowing down their opening up process. Right. Justin? Yeah. I mean, major cities may even be on another lockdown. That's not another question. Again, like re like locking down again. Dude, if, bunch of people start dying i mean what do you do people aren't listening to the stay-at-home people aren't listening to the masks social distancing restaurants i mean even la right now you go to some of these bars and restaurants they're slammed slammed there's bars that i've uh, heard are opening up and it's just slammed with people no masks they're not paying any attention to any guidelines i mean you give you give people an inch they're gonna take a mile kind of scenario so yeah Wait, Kieran, I got a question. Were you tested or were you not even able to get tested? They wouldn't test me in UK. So when I was okay. there, I mean, I knew I had it. Like all the symptoms, when I got sick, I'm like, of course I've got it, right? And even then, when, when I went to the hospital, they said, yeah, you probably have it, but we're not going to give you a test because we can only test people who are admitted into the hospital. So I didn't, go, I didn't count towards the UK's um, number. And there's a whole bunch of people that I know that also got sick too. So their numbers are much higher. I stayed in the UK for two weeks because I didn't want to go, you know, I didn't want to go into isolation and whatnot. So they, at, that, at that time in March, they said, okay, once you got sick, 14 days later, generally you're okay, right? So, okay, so I waited 14 days and then I flew back. I managed to fly back to Brunei because I, I wasn't even allowed back into Singapore. Singapore wow. blocked everyone. Yeah. Union. Only 15 could go back in at that time. Mm -hmm. I managed to get, get a flight back to Brunei. It was like the last flight out of London as well. And when I arrived in Brunei, I, I, they, they did the test there. And I thought after 14 days, I'd be negative and I could just do a quarantine at home, 14 days, and then just get on with my life, right? But I tested positive. When, when you're positive in Brunei, you have to go into like the full isolation center that they've got here. You're in one of the hospitals, which is fair enough. Now, you want to isolate COVID from the rest of the population because most of Brunei never got it. So fair, fair enough. Whilst you're positive, stay in there. 
but their testing is really, really stringent. So rather than um, you get tested and wait 14 days and they let you out, you need to test fully negative as if you've never been exposed to the virus, like perfect negative, three times in a row. So I ended up spending a first stint 25 days in the hospital when I had no, no symptoms. So I was just stuck in a room for 25 days. Then I tested negative three times. I was allowed to go out and then I was given another 14 day quarantine at home to stay alone at home. So I did that 14 days. And on my last day, I'm gonna say, okay, we wanna test you again. They tested it and it came back positive again. Wait, what? Yeah. yeah. So, so wait, how, how, how many days in a row were you technically positive then? Because that seems, that seems like a lot. I was in isolation for 74 days. Oh my god. 74 gosh. days. Oh my gosh. That's, that's two and a half months. <laughs> hey, what'd you do, Kieran? What'd you do with your time, buddy? <laughs> Oh my God. You'll be surprised at, you go through this, this roller coaster of emotions. It's, it's crazy, mm -hmm. right? The first, the first week you're sort of like, ah, you're frustrated, you get very angry. And by, by about day 10, you have your first meltdown. What's that like? Oh, that, it's, 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 it's strange. You just wake up one morning, right? And then, because day 10 is when they give you your first retest. So that's mm -hmm. like, so you, you go to the and give you 10 days and then we're going to swab you one more time and then we can until you start getting your negatives so yeah. I, I thought it's my problem. all right i arrived in brunei i got positive because it's borderline I, it should be negative like by tomorrow right so yeah day 10 i'm expecting like a negative and i've been in this hospital room it's, you know i'm not allowed to leave the room for 10 days i'm getting quite frustrated but t day 10 and when the results come the next morning right positive and it wasn't even close to being negative it was like quite far from being um from, from being negative and then you just, you just lose it, you know? It's like, you want to grab your laptop and throw it out the window because you can't do anything. You can't speak to anyone, talk to yeah. anyone. And you see, like, even when you're in prison, you're only allowed to go out for one hour a day, right? Solitary confinement in prison, you only do that on seven days and then you get one day off because it messes with your head to be in solitary for so long. But we, we weren't allowed to do that because we can't go out. There's no common area that we can go. So you did, people were doing like a month confined to one room. But you do find out that you don't need much. What do you mean, do you mean? that? Yeah. Well, okay, so you're, I'm in there, and then my normal lifestyle, I'm used to having, like, I want to go to the gym, I want to get my coffee in the morning, I like mm. my baked goods, I like to meet up with friends and whatnot, and you think that's essential. By the end of it, I was living on, I had three t-shirts, which were sports shirts, a pair of, three pairs of shorts and whatnot. I did all my laundry in my own bucket, because nothing was allowed in and out of the room, because it would have been contaminated, right? Right. Oh, wow. so they, so they, I never they thought bring about you that. detergent? No, so I, I, I had people deliver me stuff. So I said, okay, could you deliver me instant coffee, like Nescafe three in one? I need some detergent. I need a spoon, fork, and a mug, and a, and a kettle, and then I'm okay. Right? So I got that all, and then like a, a yoga mat and one dumbbell. So I, I had my laptop set up. So what I did, I went to the window set up my laptop there and everything. And then, do you know what? Have you, I don't know if you've noticed it, but after about a month and a half of this lockdown and everyone not going out, have you noticed that only like good friends keep in touch and like kind of the meaningless ones just stop saying, they stop calling you up. Like, cause we can't go out for a drink. We can't go out for a dinner and stuff. So yeah. a lot of people just stop the other time. Yeah. Kieran, I'm so sorry I haven't texted you in a long time, but it's good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
text every every two days at least. In Al's defense, <laughs> he goes months without texting me. Yeah. I'm I'm bad and I apologize to all people in my life. When was the last time you texted your girlfriend? Like right before we got on this Zoom call. And then when was the last time before that? Why is she getting special treatment, Alan? Because she's my girlfriend, Justin. You're not getting that kind of treatment. She's on the other side of the world. I know, so she needs, she needs more special treatment because she's so state. far away. Yeah, but with quarantine, it feels like the same distance, Justin. I can't uh, believe you yeah. were in quarantine for 70-something days, Karen. I was put on suicide watch for a day. Oh, my gosh. All right, so they have doctors that come in every morning, and... They give the swab, they do the rounds. So they come in and say, how are you feeling? I've been, I was, you know, this is already, what, on day, this is my second stint. So I'm on like 30 plus days inside, right? So I'm like, okay. And then this doctor comes in and he's, uh, he's not an English doctor. So I, don't, I guess he's a South Asian doctor. Mm. And he's coming in and he's asking me, how are you feeling? I said, oh, I'm feeling fine. I've been, you know, I'm healthy and whatnot. And he says, are you ready for another swab today? Because like, this would have been on day, this would have been like my 15th swab up my nose right oh god hey does it hurt i've heard it i heard it's not great it's not nice and i remember saying to him like oh if i need to take one more of these damn swabs i'm just gonna set fire to my head and then jump out of that window if it's not if it's not negative that is a joke right but it's a joke like, I, I have <laughs> sarcastic. he's like hmm, okay and they're all in bunny like those bunny suits i don't even i can't even see his his um Reaction to his face. Like, okay. Wait, they're in like full head to As toe man? gear. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. Wow. Like in a pandemic movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Justin, Justin, we are in a pandemic movie. Holy This—that's life these days. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So that—that's he comes in, and then when they leave, about two and a half minutes later, a nurse comes up to my door, wedges the door open, and then another one comes and stands near the window. And I'm oh, like, oh, wow. I, I thought maybe they were going to come in mopping and cleaning the floor. So I'm just lying in the bed for a while. And I ask them, like, uh, what are you doing here? <laughs> and they're like, um, the doctor has, um, uh, has instructed us to wait and watch over you whilst the psychiatrist comes over from the other hospital. And they sent a psychiatrist over to come and talk me down. <laughs> I want to hear wow. more details about that. Yeah, what did she say? <laughs> what kind of questions did she ask? Well, they have my number. So while she was driving over to this the hospital, because the hospital that I was staying at is sort of really isolated out, away from the main city. So she ends up, she has my number, because obviously my number's on record, and I get a phone call saying, hey, Kieran, um, uh, this is Dr. So-and-so, I'm on my way over. Listen, I, we've just been told that you've been put on, um, you've been threatened to commit suicide. I'm like, what? <laughs> so are you okay? I'm like, I'm okay. She's I'm, I'm rushing over right now to talk to you if you need someone to talk to. I said, no. Drive slowly. If you want, you can pick me up a coffee. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine. Yeah, so this is, this is total loss in translation. So, I mean, I guess the joke that I made is not common in... Um, Brunei. It's, well, it's not common in Brunei. I think, I think the doctor was originally from either India or Bangladesh. Obviously, that kind of sar sarcasm is not there. Fair enough. Um, yeah. yeah fair. Kieran's brand of sarcasm is very specifically dry and it's hilarious dry. in a way. People need to know Kieran. I have heard stories of people getting very angry with I, Kieran. I, I've seen when a you just seen a joke? I've seen a Brazilian man about to leap across a table to freaking murder you. Do you yeah, want to tell that story? What is it you said? That I remember you... what it is. Uh, don't, don't say it again on this podcast. Yeah, please. well, it's fine. What did, what did you say? All right, say it. 
The guy, which one? This More or less. When, yeah, when, you, when we had to like calm down that guy for murdering you. Yeah, okay. He came back to the table with a bunch of free food, right? Remember? Yeah. And I said, oh, whose dick did you have to suck to get that? <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> That's what I said. He didn't like that. He didn't find that funny. As if he actually okay. went, uh, he probably did have to do that. <laughs> okay, but that was, that was, I can't believe you said that. Didn't he think that you were flirting with his girlfriend and you actually were not at all? Wasn't there like a little bit of like built up tension here or did no. he just come out? Of no I don't think he thought Kieran, no. We were all I thought of, he did. We were all kind of friends. We're all, it was oh, a wait, friendly wait. group. But wasn't you know his girlfriend in the group? Yes. Okay, yeah. Justin's the one that is flirting with people's girlfriends all the time. That, that's that is not does. the case. That is yeah, not that's true. The case sometimes. It can be yeah. true. What? I, I don't flirt with people's girlfriends. They just flirt that's with That's actually, you know what, that actually is true. I, I can vouch that Justin is very, you know, not, very proper. Not on, not on purpose. And, yeah, not, and not if I know that they have a boyfriend who I respect. It's real messed up. That's really messed up that you just said that, Justin. Everybody Everyone flirts. Listening. People flirt all the time. Come on. Flirting's innocent. Basically, everybody loves a good flirt. flirt. Yeah, that's the, the, the problem is that everybody wow. loves a good flirt. <laughs> that's why it's a problem, Justin. <laughs> I don't recall you flirting with that person's girlfriend during the course of that evening, okay. which is why, and, and because he was actually so nice during the entire course that evening, and his girlfriend was somebody that we kind of knew, it was very unexpected that he would lose it. Yeah. Because you guys seemed to have been getting along fine up to that point. And then he yeah. practically leaped across the table and we had to like calm him down for a while. Just another case of misunderstanding Kieran. <laughs> does that happen to you often? How many times have people threatened to beat you up? Granted, also by the way, you would have destroyed him, that skinny, oh, yeah. skinny child. <laughs> you would have freaking, like people watching can't tell, but you're a pretty big built guy. You would have murdered him. It wouldn't have been much of a fight. Not that anybody on this podcast condones fighting, but. No, but Kieran um, is a triathlete and does train, I think, jujitsu, right? Would and then I would swim out to sea. <laughs> and, then, and then find a bike on a boat and, and ride the bike yeah. around the boat for a while. Alan, when was the last fight you got into? I mean, like at, that actually came to blows. Like, yeah. Actual, yeah. or like just like shouting at someone or no, like getting in a screaming okay. match. Let's say actual physical fight. Does a fight during a sporting event where you're fi fighting amidst a team count? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Oh, uh, freshman year of college, I was playing in a in a rugby match and. Uh, and some guy did a very legal, aggressive tackle on me that hurt real bad, and I got really mad about it. And then I stopped playing rugby. I, I went and found, like, just chased him down and grabbed his jersey and then started dragging him and then turned into a bit of a tussle on the field. And, and that caused you to quit rugby? No, no, no. I played maybe, oh, okay. like, three years of rugby after that. But, no, that caused me to stop fighting guys that were bigger and stronger than me. Oh, okay. While playing rugby. Okay. What did he do to you? Did he injure you quite badly or...? I mean, when it comes to, like, a rugby kerfuffle, if you will, it's, there's not a lot of room for, like, proper, like, big blows. Yeah. It's just a big wrestling match. Yeah, street it, fighting's it's, really horrible if, you, if you're not, like, trained in a martial street art. Street fighting? <laughs> trained in street fighting. Trained Wait, in, Justin, that's, that's just what MMA is. It's, it's street fighting. 
you have some crazy fight stories. I, I think you've told me a couple. Yeah. I mean, the last big one, <laughs> as, if I, as if I get into fights all the time. You shouldn't um, be able to start with that. The, the, last the, one, big one. The, the big one was one I was shooting a TV commercial uh, for Bacardi in uh, Langkawi, Malaysia. This is a long time ago. This is like in 2009. We were having a rap party and we were at a bar and one of the guys that was at this bar that I think worked there was singing reggae music. And the assistant director was a black guy from Canada. And this guy that was singing his music screamed out some, uh, he was very drunk. No excuse for screaming the racial obscenities to which he did at the the Mm -hmm. assistant director. And everybody was a little intoxicated. Everybody was getting a little upset with this guy. We all managed to compose ourselves and leave and walk out of this bar. There's about 10 of us, uh, four guys, six girls as a group. This guy walks out with his, his friend um, and uh, they continue to scream some obscenities. One of the other models ran it at the guy and started kneeing somebody in the head. I think he trained cool. in like Muay Thai. This is yeah. director trained in martial arts. I don't know what. He also played American football in college and, and was a track star. Big guy. Not a dude you want to mess with. He ran at the guy that was screaming at him and clocked him. And I just remember thinking, oh, this is, this is getting nuts. They are rocking these guys. And then all of a sudden, uh, these two guys had a lot of friends in that little area uh, of town. And they all kind of came out and swarmed. And before I knew it, like, I was just getting caught up in this fight to kind of defend myself. Mm. Uh, I was getting rocks slammed in my head, um, beaten with sticks. And there were girls as well. They they weren't hitting the girls. The girls were trying to get in the way and break it up. They were getting hit. I got my shirt ripped off me. Uh, I was recovering from an ACL surgery. And at one point, I was on the ground trying to get up. And I got my knee kicked, retore my ACL. Uh, the, everybody else was able to run away. The uh, couple of the girls, the guys were trying to run away because that's who they were after, and they were going to possibly get murdered. The head producer of the commercial was there with me, helping to protect me. Um, he was um, doing a pretty good job. Uh, I think j- because he was local and spoke the language, was able to kind of break everything up. And but I got, I got. There was a solid, I'd say minute and a half maybe more where i was getting worked just held and hit oh my uh, god I had a couple of teeth knocked knocked uh chips one i think got knocked out two black eyes clothes ripped off bleeding from scratch marks from just guys just clawing at me wait uh, what kind of they're fighting you like this i mean it was like no, it's probably from guys trying to hold you. It was, it was while you're some guys. Well, also, when I'm getting away, trying to get away, they're grabbing at you. Yeah, of course. And oh, to be, get me on the ground and hold me and and punch me. Um, and then I remember, finally, the cops showed up. The, the cops showed up quite quickly, to be honest. Um, the Lankali police force did a great job of showing up quite quickly. I'm sure they don't. I doubt this stuff happens all the time. I imagine there was a moment where they're like, "Wait, what's happening?" And they got there really quick. And but one guy to try and get me out of the situation, g- grabbed my arm to pull me out of the, the mass of people beating the fuck out of me. 
And I just remember as he did that, it just left me with one less arm to defend myself. I was getting clocked back and forth. Um, and then, yeah, I just remember sitting up against a tree with a couple of the girls there with me, the produ- a couple of the producers bleeding a lot. And uh, the, the cop kind of being like, I don't know what you guys did. These guys are really upset. Uh, they know everybody in the, in the town. If I take you out of here right now, they will all come at us. So they, there's a cop that takes some time, let them calm down and then tell them they were prosecuting me for something. So they told them they were prosecuting me for disturbing the priest or something like that. Um, and then once everything calmed down, they put me in the cop car, drove me back to the hotel and then let me back in. Uh, wait, hold on. How did you become the focal point? Because I was the only guy that couldn't run away. Because I, oh, they fucked up my was- knee. Oh, everyone else ran away, and then well, you got yeah, left the, behind. The, the other three guys that ended up being a part of the fight were able to run away because it was two. It was, it was like twenty yeah. on four. Yeah, I mean, half so of twenty on four, not good odds. And if had they stayed, it wouldn't have done them. Any, it wouldn't have done me any good. Wouldn't have done them any good. Um, the producer there had, kind of had my back and was breaking it up. Um, I mean, it was just was a situation where I, you know. I'm gonna go on a limb, Justin, and I'm crazy. gonna say, I don't think you deserve that. <laughs> Uh, I don't. Yeah, you know. Um, I don't. <laughs> I don't think I did either. These, these things yeah. happen, man. I mean, no matter where you are in the world, I think uh, this obviously, ha- obviously happened in L- Lankawi. I think anywhere you are in the world, I've seen it happen in Austin, Texas. I've seen a situation where somebody that's not from there does something where not other people really know what it was, but they know that one of their buddies or local guys is having an issue with them, everybody will side with the person they know the local. without yeah. asking the question of what happened, without caring. Yeah. Just that tribalism is within all of us. And when that switch gets flipped, man, that, that's what happens. I mean, wherever, whoever you are, wherever you are in the world, definitely if you're in a situation where you're not from there and, and things are getting rowdy, you wanna get out. Because also, I mean, shoot, I've definitely been in places, there's circumstances where the, the local police, where you are, probably wouldn't be so understanding. They'd take you to jail. The police wouldn't side with you. Fortunately, oh, yeah. this, this guy in Lankawi, the, 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 the cops in Lankawi, like, they were like, they got, they, I could tell they got it. And they were like, oh, we got you. Don't worry. So it was, they, were very, mean, they were very good. Justin, if you're in America and you are a person of color, the tribalism is, on the, like, is part of the, how the police act as well. In fact, that's exactly, exactly what we see some a lot of right now. And so it's, this is this is this tribalism is why we're having all these protests here in the country. So it's it's yep. a thing that exists everywhere in different yep. in different kind of facets of society for sure. Kieran, have you ever been in a fight? I have never thrown a punch in my whole life. Really? Good for never you, man. But not even when you were like in a kid at the schoolyard, like like fifth grade, sixth grade. You guys never just decided like, hey, I think you guys should fight. And then the two kids were like, yeah, let's fight. And then you, you, people just start punching each other. I have I a story of like that. But yeah, no. Say it again, Karen. No, I had lots of friends in school, and um, the school that I went to <laughs> had nice kids <laughs> most of the time. But every every time that I've ever gotten close to a fight. Mm. Um, I've been able to talk my way out of it. Kieran's very diplomatic. 
The strange thing is, you know, people that have squared up for a fight, maybe I've said something stupid, one of my bad jokes, or anything, the majority of people that have ever come to me and said, all right, we're going to fight. And I, do, and I start talking to them. All of these people now are close friends. <laughs> Every single one of them is a friend now. Yeah. And here's, here's I, a question. Yeah, yeah. What if you were highly trained and skilled in a certain martial arts? Would you yeah. then be more likely to fight? Oh, 100%. <laughs> no, wait. I think 100%. you'd be less likely to fight. No, if I. Thing is, you're not I, threatened by people. Never, I've never thrown a punch. So even if somebody squared up to me right now, I'm like, well, I should talk my way out of it because I don't even know if I can punch. But if I knew I could punch and I was just you know, having a bad day, I'm like, all right, karate chop, you know? And just like, <laughs> so Kieran, that's not how you throw a punch, by the way. Uh, it's, it's much more of a forward direction than a... <laughs> I, I, should, I should really start learning some, some actual fighting skills because... For the amount of punches that I have had thrown at me and that I've thrown, I, I really, I'm, I can't fight. Like, I don't think, I, there might be a little bit of street smarts there just because I've been through these experiences before. So I don't, I won't like freak out. So I, I have that bit of an edge, but with regards to actual ability of fighting, ah, uh, man, I, I need to go take some boxing classes. Some jujitsu. That's why we do for Athlon training. If there's ever a fight, if there's a bicycle, a body of water, or a <laughs> get out of there. Anyway, I got a question. I want to ask both of you guys real quick, because I have found this to be true. I feel like most of my friends that I've asked if they get in fights or have they been in a fight or whatever, and we talk about this, it's generally the case that people are more willing to fight for someone else if some one of their friends gets mm. pulled into a fight than to stand up for themselves in a moment like Kieran's saying like if someone steps up to you um I know I personally feel that way like I'm would be less likely if someone was coming right at me yeah. personally but I'm way more likely to jump in between and go in front of like for example my brother the time when my someone looked at my brother weird and I wasn't in the right mental space <laughs> and I just started shouting at this guy do you guys feel that way yeah I mean I'd fight for my family um but it also depends. I said, if I, if I was out with a bunch of friends and one of my friends did something stupid and offended someone and got into a fight. Let, a, let Justin fight. <laughs> yeah, see, <laughs> I definitely, all my fights in college, not that they're, like, they didn't have it all the time, but it was just, many you know, the, the multiple fights that occurred in college were because of something usually stupid that a friend of mine did and me not caring that my friend was in the wrong but me, in the, same thing, in the same way that those guys in Lankawi were defending their buddies without knowing what was going on, I have been on that side of it defending a, a friend of mine that was the guy at fault. Um, granted, it wasn't as hardcore as what happened in Lankawi with the rocks and sticks and everything. But, um, it, I, I, yeah, that's usually how it's happened. A friend of mine usually was the one that was the issue. Now, in Singapore, when I've almost gotten into fights, it's been because a a girl was being molested or treated poorly at a club by some drunk asshole, and then I would take issue with that, and that is why I've been kicked out of multiple clubs in Singapore. You know what? And dare I say, you didn't deserve that either. Thank you, Alan. Like the Batman of nightclubs in Singapore. <laughs>
But I have seen Justin thrown out of a, uh, a couple nightclubs. I've, I've been there. I've seen when? it. I've seen it. Which ones? Uh, there was a time uh, at Bang Bang where I think. <laughs> Which one? Well, I think you pushed a guy off of like standing on a bench. You know how people stand on all the benches? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I don't think you meant to push him. No, I did. Really mad. Oh, you did. Okay. I was trying yeah, to. Yeah, no, that guy. Here. I remember that guy. Well, we were, we, were at the, we were at the models table. And then um, there was, um, we were talking to our friends, girls that we came there with, and this random guy, like, walks up there on that bench and starts, like, just, like, elbows me out of the way and starts, like, chatting him up. And they're like, we don't know who you are. I'm like, hey, man, we, like, we're just hanging out as a group. Like, buddy, our, our friends, like, can you not, like, be here? And then he just pretended like I didn't say anything. And so then that was enough for me to decide that he needed to not be there anymore. And so I grabbed him and launched him off the booth, the, that, hit, that re- elevated booth area, launched him, not really considering the fact that the club was packed and that he was going to fall into a group of other people, which he did. And then when he did that, they started hitting him not funny sorry granted granted the bouncer apparently saw the whole thing because he actually if i recall correctly ignored the guy that was getting hit and came up to me and goes goes you (laughs) and i was like that's fair that was fair i did something possibly uncalled for and then i was escorted out so i bet you that guy got up from the you know the one you threw out and he's he he filled your spot you just basically gave him an extra spot (laughs) oh uh, you know, well, good on him for taking advantage of the situation. <laughs> no, not good on him. Maybe, I feel you, like you think the girls felt sorry for him? <laughs> sort of dabbing up his nosebleed. Oh, you're bleeding. I don't know. <laughs> Suffice it to say, there are so many terrible guys at nightclubs that yeah. I can't even handle it anymore. Like when I did used to go, I just don't want to be around those people anymore. There's some terrible guys who do terrible things look at us reminiscing about bars and clubs as if we could just go to one right now this is my bar this is my bar conversation like yeah. i'm sitting here drinking diet coke talking with my friends this is my bar conversation <laughs> and the claw comes out i'm drinking nescafe three and one are you still doing three and one i, I picked up a taste for the stuff really oh. i can't do it. it it messes with my sinuses it like it closes them up and then i'll have a headache for a week three and one yeah, three and one. Three and one, any of the instant coffee, I cannot do. It messes me up. Well, I wouldn't, I, before I wouldn't drink it because I just hated the taste. I like proper, proper coffee. But yeah, I consider you a coffee snob. Yeah, me too. And, no, prison changed me. Wow. Actually, <laughs> I got a question. Do you feel that this experience of having the coronavirus and being in quarantine isolation for 72 days has changed you in any way, whether that be temporarily or possibly forever? Oh yeah, forever. How? I, when I got home, I saw all the, all the stuff that I had. And I, I wasn't able to, I had so much clutter. So I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've done a Marie Kondo on my throne. Yeah. Like half, like, half really? Yeah. What did I you like throw it. out? Hmm? What did you throw out? You didn't throw out my stuff that I have at your place, do you? No, that's in uh, Singapore. Oh, that's in Singapore, <laughs> right. Okay, just check. <laughs> I threw your stuff out ages ago, like a week after I, you left. Yeah, 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 that's fair. <laughs> Taking up space from my plants. But no. 
So did you actually do Marie Kondo stuff, Kieran, or are you just using, like, did you hold things and be like, does this bring spark of joy and then throw it away or keep it? No, I didn't, I didn't do that. I, I use Marie Kondo as a verb. It's a very general, I Googled this, you know, it's like, no, I'm Marie Kondo. Marie, Marie Kondoing is like taking stuff and throwing it in a bin. And literally I just threw everything away. Huh. Yeah. I, might, I might regret it in about a week or two. <laughs> I need something like, oh shit. Where's that TV? <laughs> so do you feel like the change is something psychological? Like you're more of a, like life is simpler now. You're more of a minimalist. Yeah, you realize that you don't need all that stuff. You just don't need it. You're not about to start a cult, are you? Um, I've been trying to start a cult for years. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in that cult. What is the cult that you want to start? Gal Gadot. Sorry, Alan. Just Wait. her. What if Kieran and Gal Gadot in a call? What even even after she did that horrible horrible music video with all the other actors still? Oh, that one! Imagine thing. Yeah, yeah. Even after she did that, but but it was the fact that she thought that was a good idea that kind of turns me off. Yeah, true. I mean, I mean, I'll forgive her because that's what. That's what um, leading leaders of cults do. What about the uh, uh, the occasional quasi anti-Semitic tweet? You okay with those? Well, <laughs> I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's she. I mean, she should just not tweet. Yeah. You know what? A lot of people out there should not tweet. In fact, yeah. dare I say? Most people sh- probably shouldn't tweet. That, I'm going to go live out on a limb and say most people. Stop tweeting. Like the president. Oh, yeah. yeah no. He's one of them. Yeah, he shouldn't be tweeting. They probably tweeted something ridiculous right now. Yeah. yeah. Just fact, now. You know what? Let's do this. We're going to look up what Donald Trump's last tweet is. Or let's see maybe the worst out of the last, like, three or four. All right. Let's do it. All right, the last thing Donald Trump himself tweeted is, it's a video of Joe Biden and he says, if I ever said something so mortifyingly stupid, the fake news media would come down on me with a vengeance. This is beyond a normal mistake. Why isn't the media reporting it? He says that all the time. He always like, why isn't the media reporting this? Why isn't repeat media reporting because that? Because you're giving the media too much other bullshit to report. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kieran, what's it like to not have Donald Trump as your president? That must be nice. That's actually quite scary. How, how so? As, as a Bruneian who, who lives part of the time in Brunei and Singapore and as a person that travels around the world, what's it like to have Donald Trump as the president of the United States? Because I know some, sometimes my parents, and they're yeah. well-traveled, they sometimes don't, they're like, why does everybody else care so much about Donald Trump being the president of the US in other places? Why is it such a massive ordeal? Because when I tell them that, that our current events news here with, with the politics is just as big as everywhere else. Uh, I mean, not just them, but a lot of people are like, wait, why? Mm-hmm. Well, everything that happens in the US affects Brunei. I mean, in terms of the economy, so oil prices, you know, international trade, all these things, it does make, it does have a huge impact. That's one of the things. And we, you know, of course, like the US is, your news is world news. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's so, it's, it's so unpredictable. I mean, you know, you might go to war next week. Who knows, right? Yeah, yeah. U.S. Uh, kind of, kind of control the know. whole warscape, if you will. We don't know. Yeah, Justin, when were you born? What year? Eighty-one. Kieran, what year were you born? Eighty-one. 
You're 81 also. Okay, and I'm 85. Okay, technically, we're all millennials, right? Like on the older age of millennials. Kira, do we millennials? I think it's 80. I thought it was, hold on, I have a, I have I thought, a I always article. thought I was not a millennial. All right, according to this BuzzFeed news article, okay, that is yeah. very, uh, are there any like published scientific journal articles that we could reference for this? Wait, you don't like BuzzFeed? I guess BuzzFeed works. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good plan B. Baby boomers are born from 1944 to 1964. Gen X is 65 to 79. Mm. Gen Y or millennials are 1980, 1994. But then they split it up between Gen Y1 and Gen Y2. They say Gen Y1 people are 25 to 29 years old and Gen Y2 people are 29 to 39. And then Gen Z is everyone else uh, under that. Right. Well, I mean, I just feel like my entire identity now has been thrown off course and I'm not even sure who I am anymore. Justin, you're a millennial. I don't really consider myself a millennial. I don't think I, don't I have enough in common with freaking millennials. The fact that you're confused about who you are makes you millennial. Oh, snap. Here's why I'm bringing this up. I was reading some stuff recently about the Gen Z, who would be people, obviously, the, in the generation younger, like bashing on millennials and completely hating on millennials. They make fun of avocado toast, apparently, is one of the things that they make Wait, fun of. Wait, are they not for. eating avocado toast? Apparently, they don't eat avocado toast. What do they, they eat? Make fun of, I don't know. I, I, they don't eat yet. I don't know. They're young. Wait, how old's your girlfriend? She is 26. What does that make her? She's like on the younger age of the millennials. So how old do you have to be to just be south of millennial? Under 25, I think. Okay. So, okay, they make fun of avocado toast. So they make fun of millennials for avocado toast. They make fun of millennials for not being able to afford their own house. And not, but you know what? Gen Z are still living at home, I think. They make fun of us for Hogwarts and Harry Potter references, apparently, which yeah. I... I, I kind of get that one. I mean, I was never into Harry Potter. You were never, ever into Harry Potter? I never read any of the books. I've only seen a couple of the movies, and I think I forgot about them already. I think we can officially say Justin is not a millennial. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We, we, need to, we need to have, we should have a uh, Generation Z person on here. And I, just, I just want to ask them what their problem is with avocados. And <laughs> But that's why I brought it up. I think that we need to have this debate about gen y gen z why they feel the need to distance themselves so much from well millennial is a term that's it's got a negative connotation a bit these days sometimes right or no you lived your childhood before the turn of the millennium right so i would sure. like year 2000 minus 19 years right mm. and you know where mm -hmm. they're making fun of us they're making fun of us on tiktok and as a okay. watch person that should piss you off here i don't get tiktok you're on TikTok. Would, yeah, you're on TikTok. You're the yeah, but I don't, I don't do anything. I'm just there watching the, the stand-up guys. Yeah. Stand -up there is some good, good content. There is. There's some good stuff. Just got to get the right feed going. Yeah. I don't understand it, though. Some, there's also some terrible stuff. Yeah. What do you think about – what are your thoughts about that girl who got famous for doing the Donald Trump – they're calling them oh. impersonations, but she's just lip-syncing to Donald Trump. She's, uh, how I do you feel about her rise to fame? She just got signed by what? Was it WMA? W, what's the big town agency here in Los Angeles? W, uh, William Morris? Yeah, w I think so. No, maybe the other I think one. It's WMA. 
WMB. Yeah, William she got signed by them. Yeah. Um, based based um, on her TikTok videos. Your I know who I know who you're talking about. I have watched it. I'll admit that I when I first watched it, I I think they're pretty good. They're pretty funny, right? I don't know if it's enough to become famous. Like she's been a comedian and actress apparently for a long time, but these videos are what catapulted her, I guess. Okay. I mean, yeah. You don't you don't obviously you obviously don't, don't like the videos. No, okay. So I now I'm saying this without knowing anything else she's done. I don't. I haven't watched anything else she's done on YouTube, or I don't know her CV. I, don't, I haven't seen her act in a film. All I'm saying is, if they're basing like her talent off of the TikTok videos where she's lip syncing, I mean, fuck off. <laughs> okay. Okay. Look. Like, but there's we're, there's two things we're talking about here. We're talking about whether she did the lip syncing successfully and whether it was entertaining and okay, funny the lip or great. whether she's, she deserves she's very good at lip singing yeah i thought she i thought the content itself is not bad whether she deserves to have a meteoric rise after that in her career i don't know i mean it just depends i mean i mean if it was something where i and again this might be a media thing right i'm just buying into the way the media is portraying her as this person that does these tiktok videos where she lip syncs and maybe yeah. there's this other she has all this other work that she has behind her where the talent agency looked at that and went, oh, you're quite good and you've got this following, come on board. That's awesome. That's phenomenal. Brilliant. But if all she can do is lip sync, that's not okay. I mean, it's not it just lip syncing. I didn't hear it. Does it cost them any money to sign her up? No, 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 no. Well, yeah, so yeah. you sign her up and then you send her to auditions and then you find out, I guess, right? Yeah. No, but look at it this way, Justin. They're signing audience. They're not signing her. Yeah, I mean, there's, got there's a lot of exposure like, already. I don't know, but what's the correlation between TikTok viewership and like the viewership of things that she would act in? Like, I, don't, I mean, I don't think there needs to be. Right? No? Like, a lot of people. A lot so they're signing. So, so they're, I guess they're signing her up as a social media influencer to continue doing TikTok. And then she'll get brand advertising sponsorship on TikTok for what she's doing. And that's how the agency makes money. I'm wondering, right? I'm wondering if they're going to make yeah, money off of for TikTok. Because they, they have a social media, so. they have, for sure have a social media um, oh, yeah. component to their agency, right? Yeah. Now, are we going to see her in like a huge, large budget film? I don't know. It could happen, right? It could. Yeah, definitely. And just the fact that people that we're talking about her right now means she's probably more likely to book a role even if she's not she's already as won as good as she's already won. She's won she did great she played the game she played the game well she's killing it wow i you know what i take back everything i said she's fucking phenomenal god damn it <laughs> you're just bitter <laughs> i think you know 100 100 because i don't i don't like i people keep saying justin go do a lip sync video or blah, blah, blah on TikTok. And I don't know what it is. And I think it's because I'm not a millennial. I can't, I can't make myself do it, Alan, Karen. This is I how I feel about I can't all do of it. social media, Justin. This is how I feel about all of social media. Social media is very simple. You just freaking put up a picture of yourself. Do, I don't like do any, doing it. But you, don't, but, you, but you don't even do the stuff that you, you like to do and put it on social media. No, because I feel like I should be doing the self-promotional stuff, and I hate self-promotional stuff. You're self-promoting yourself right now by doing this podcast. No, I'm creating content. Yeah, you content. are. Shamelessly, no, Alan. Shamelessly self-promoting yourself right now. 
at Alan M. Wong on Instagram. Look at you putting up this podcast on YouTube and then promoting it with clips on social media with me and Kieran. Right. Bringing Kieran on because you know he will attract more followers because of his something. There's something about him that's going to attract more followers. All right, fine. I've totally changed my mind. You're right, Justin. She's fabulous. Apple's messaged me in months, but when he needs when he needs a COVID COVID survivor to increase his fame, well, there you go. The the only way I can get him to message me is for me to pretend that there's a project about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you guys figured me out. Uh, I am. Dude, I think we're about to get booked for this job. What's that? <laughs> Tell me more. Huh? Who'd you talk to? What's going on? When's the shoot? <laughs> yeah, not all the details are ironed out yet. I mean, meanwhile, I just want somebody to talk to. <laughs> yeah, Justin texts me and he's like, oh, so I'm working on this project. And then I'll be like, Justin, how are you? Oh my goodness, what have you been up to? It's been a while. <laughs> well, first of all, I gotta say thank you to Kieran, man. Uh, we really appreciate you jumping on this podcast. Uh, you're actually our first guest, and I would have it no other way, man. Actually, we had another you. guest that we were supposed to have. Yeah, but he didn't um, make it. So. He's a really famous YouTuber here in the U.S. He went to college with Alan. He was supposed to come on yesterday. Apparently, he couldn't. I can't remember yeah. why. Can we say why? He, he had a health issue, and he, was a, he had a health issue he had to deal with that day. So he just woke yeah. up not feeling well. Um, but we immediately thought of you as the replacement. Like yeah. there was no, well, no, first we thought of Anne, then we thought of Yumi. Wait, Justin, I have a list of the people I wrote down that we hey, thought Sean. of before Karen. Should I, should I read Hanley, but, Daphne, <laughs> Richie, Ollie, it goes on. Don't worry, but it goes But on. then you, and here you are. And you know what? Out of the two podcasts we've done, this is tied for the best. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely the top 80%. 100% top 80%. <laughs> Which, guys, begs the question, are we podcasting yet? <laughs> <laughs>